0: Off Red. My name's Pip Adam and this is episode 114 of Better Off Red but it's also the fifth in um, a series that I've called Beyond a Joke. So in this series, um, as you probably already know, I ask writers and other people that make things um, to bring to the conversation a thing that has made them laugh and then we use that thing as a jumping off point to discuss their work of course but also um, just like this interesting kind of ecosystem and communities that artists are often operating in so um, yeah the reason I like the idea of um, bringing something um, to the um, discussion is that I think that um, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm always toying with this idea of um, how art is often we often make um, out of um, the things that feed us um, that we've watched and listened to and enjoyed um, or that have challenged us as well, sometimes that. So um, this is a discussion with Rachel O'Neill, Rachel will introduce themselves um, when I stop talking um, but we talk about two films we talk about the short film pockets and we talk about the feature film everything everywhere all at once both of these films are made by the Daniels that's Daniel Kwan and Daniel um, Shine It um, and yeah we're both very big fans of these films I think it's fair to say that I am um, yeah and also I need to um, put a slight spoiler warning in here Rachel and I decided to have this discussion without trying to protect any of the content of the film so there's just yeah spoilers galore Um, both of these films really benefit from knowing very little about them before you see them so if you haven't seen them I wouldn't listen any further Um, I've got a link um, to Pockets um, on the Substack website and also in the newsletter that you'll get Um, Pockets is about three minutes long so if you've seen everything everywhere all at once you could easily turn off now watch pockets and then um listen to the podcast um yeah I think that is everything everything else is in the podcast um I am very grateful to the people who have subscribed to the substack we have a substack better off read um at substack um and yeah thanks heaps um this uh, for this episode I wrote um, more of a newslettery kind of newsletter and um, it was really nice um, having well sort of knowing the audience for that newsletter or not even so much that just feeling like I was writing it to someone um, and someone's lots of someone's so yeah thank you very much for subscribing if you haven't subscribed um you can subscribe um it doesn't cost anything to subscribe um the um there's no difference between the content that's um that goes to people who have paid and the content that goes to people who haven't paid um I'm very grateful um to the people who have a paid subscription um it means that I can continue to sort of make this podcast for everyone um so yeah thank you so much for that I really appreciate it and yeah I hope you enjoy um this discussion um it meant heaps to me and yeah i'm very very grateful again to rachel for um spending some time with me so thank you very much It's always funny at the start. It's like we're sitting opposite each other. Yeah. But it's...
1: yeah, And we've got kind of like a long table thing going on, which yeah. is sort of like, it's, you know, is it an interview or a dinner?
0: <laughs> and you have made delicious hummus, so kind of it's a dinner. It's we we got, got snacks. We got <laughs> snacks. It's so great. Thank you so much um, for agreeing to uh, record this podcast. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, I wonder if we could start with you introducing yourself.
1: Well, thank you for having me. Uh, it's a pleasure. Um, uh, so kia ora everyone. My name is Rachel O'Neill. Uh, I was born in Tokoro and uh, was raised in the Waikato. Uh, I am a queer non-binary person and I'm currently living uh, in, I'd, I say in my CV, the Wellington region. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I live in Kariki and um, work in uh, Póniki.
0: Awesome. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. Oh, so wonderful to have you here. Every time um I always forget about Tokoroa
1: I know. <laughs>
0: Such a good place.
1: <laughs> I just I love it there. My gosh. Um so um I, I on that note I just did um a vid- a video work um about my birth. <laughs> and it's a it's a, a quite a cheesy sort of um collage, uh, hand animated collage. Uh, and it's, a, it's called Birth Foray and it's, uh, it sort of imagines um, a, a baby a few hours after they're born um, are sort of levitating into the end and then um, flying out the window and uh, going on an excursion uh, into Tokaroa where they collect a number of round smallish items and bring them back. <laughs> To the hospital room. <laughs> I am ready for that. Yeah. Oh my gosh! You. Oh god, that sounds incredible. Oh my gosh. So you know, just just on Tokodoa there. The, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That that
0: there. That, that's a really nice idea that that is um, awaiting us. I like <laughs> yeah. the sound of that. That sounds so cool. Oh gosh, I, I wish I was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're,
1: and they are so, like busy and yeah, they've got they're growing. totally at their work. They're totally at their work. Yeah. They're totally
0: at their work. <laughs> they really, are. They're at their work. Um so um this I think this does actually bring us in a really interesting way to the thing that you have um brought to this conversation for us to discuss. And um yeah, I wonder if we could start maybe with you describing what it is that we are talking about today. I think I came to you and asked for something that made you laugh and um, this is what you came up with.
1: Yeah, so when you asked me, I, I immediately thought of The Daniels um, who are two, uh, two directors uh, who collaborate, uh, both called Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> That's their, their directing moniker. um, And the first film of theirs that I saw was Swiss Army Man and uh I'd also seen a few of their short films mm. um one of which is this uh, just this really great three minute short called Pockets and uh it's um it's it's about uh a, a, a couple and um one of them decides and it's sort of set in a kind of sci-fi future where there's sort of lo- a lot of um uh sort of um, scarcity, and um, he decides to rob this random guy because uh, they've been living off heat pockets. Um, <laughs> uh, so he's like, "I'm gonna rob this guy, and then I'm gonna like make I'm gonna get food, and my me and my girlfriend are gonna have like this amazing dinner." Um, and but when he start when he attacks this guy, um, it turns out that there's like time portals in their pockets, so they have this epic fight through their pockets um and so their hands disappear into like a short pocket and come out the breast pocket of the of the other guy and punch him in the face kind of thing (laughs) uh and um and uh and then I guess the 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 film that I was super excited about which I hadn't seen when you asked me is um their latest film which is like you know like Uh, One sort of one-over audiences around the world and stuff um, called Everything Everywhere All at Once. And uh, the IMDB um, (laughs) (laughs) logline is um, an aging Chinese immigrant is swept up in an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with the lives she could have led. Uh, And uh, I just saw the film a few weeks ago and um yeah i thought it was magnificent like it's um creatively ambitious and spectacular but it has such um such a strong like emotional heart and spine uh and yeah i i thought it would be great to like since we're sort of talking about humor and comedy to um yeah reflect on um I guess a work that's like also an amazing drama as well as a a comedy as well as like a (laughs) sci-fi adventure um yeah and um
0: yeah yeah um it's yeah even when you like even when you read that line from IMDB I just felt this emotion swelling at me all over again like it's it's yeah I don't know I feel like oh yeah oh, I'll say it anyway I feel like that film has kind of altered my, my insides in a way like I think I often talk about this but I feel like there was some very deep emotional and spiritual kind of readjustment after I saw that film yeah. and I felt the same way after I saw Swiss Army Man as well yeah and yeah that I think it's an incredibly affecting film
1: yeah, and I totally agree. Um there was the and and the emotional uh, like the, it it sort of came in waves. Um and uh yeah, there were like every every sort of um every character and relationship was um, sort of fully honoured. Uh, and even though there were um you know, it was like the Daniels are, are known for like like creating spectacles um like cinematic spectacle um at like uh and visually and in terms of like the pace and momentum uh and i guess the kind of genre mashups um uh so often you know maybe even loading up five five to seven different genres um uh, and sort of, um, but yeah, I guess there's still very clear, um, sort of, um, um, like an emotional and sort of, tr- yeah, transformational journey that the characters go through. Uh, but you're also often, um, yeah, you're you're often challenged to, um, like, bring a kind of consciousness to how you receive, like, almost like um like narrative cliches or um or or behavioural tropes um and uh yeah and definitely works to unpick judgment I feel in yeah. a really effective way. Um yeah
0: yeah and I think um one of the one of the questions I sort of talked to you about when we were emailing about talking was um I I use this word silliness and I don't I think that I I don't mean that as a um like um minimizing term like I mm. think that silliness there's something incredibly it's very hard to do um it seems to be incredibly powerful you know like mm. sometimes when we're at our silliest we I don't know like th- it seems to get at something and I was wondering with this film in mind um like the the silliness seems to work well with the seriousness if you know what i mean like Mm. even with pockets like they you know like the the man in the suit is literally kind of like in the other guy's pockets you know like and you know like (laughs) this idea of wanting wanting food but um i don't know like have you got any thoughts about this idea of silliness in particular as far as humor goes and seriousness
1: yeah i guess um what was great is going to watch this film in a cinema with other people and hearing everyone's um, sort of different reactions uh, we had um, some people in the crowd who were pretty vocal Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> me too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great, it was really exciting to see um, so many people just delighting in the silliness and, and particularly the weirdness that they graft onto the silliness and mm. Uh, So there's, um, I won't go into too much detail, but there's a scene in which they end up, the two um, um, main characters, uh, Michelle, yours character, and... um, uh, her daughter and they end up on a planet where no human life has um has failed to originate so it's this sort of beautiful sort of rocky landscape and they're both two rocks <laughs> 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 with um with with those little googly eye <laughs> things on them um and they just have like uh, the dialogue is in um text comes up as text on the screen so there's no um like verbal exchange and it's just completely absurd and silly uh but there's something um i guess powerful that happens because it i guess it connects thematically with the film sort of questions or puts into frame like human insignificance Mm, mm, so mm. so this idea of um you know uh going to um a planet where um human beings have haven't like destroyed it (laughs) or like you know or um you know there's never been a the sound of a human voice and um yeah just having this very human interaction between a mother and daughter play out uh you know in in character as rocks Mm. uh it just um i guess it sort of underscores um yes some of some of those themes Mm. and uh yeah and I guess it sort of makes them uh, accessible and sort of relatable and um, but yeah I was extremely happy to see how many people loved that moment (laughs) because I was like yes weirdness and boom like (laughs) you know just make it silly and weird and and it, it doesn't undermine its thematic or or power in terms of the character relationships Mm, and like, you know, actually bolsters it, which is so refreshingly anti-Hollywood and, or, you know, sort of goes, goes against the grain of, um, you know, assumptions about serious drama and what it should look like. When in fact you can have two rocks on a, um, an, an, an anti-human planet. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it sort of speaks, um, yeah sort of speaks volumes
0: yeah Mm. um I I'm really interested and and I didn't prep you for this question so don't um worry about answering it if you don't want to but I was just thinking I couldn't I think because we had the conversation and then sort of rethinking about these things I couldn't think about um I don't know what aesthetic means but something about the aesthetic of their films and your work there was some conversation between the two and I guess I think I tried to articulate this this morning on on the um email but like when you are making stuff up you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like this is what it seems to be it seems to be like there are any rules you know like Mm -hmm. sometimes I'm writing and I'm making stuff up in parallel with the world that I'm in Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'm making stuff up where I want to destroy the world that I'm in and I want to ignore the world that I'm in and I want to sort of I don't know like raise it to the ground and sort of have some other kind of you know imagined world or something am I I don't know if that's what I'm doing but like I just wonder in your work there is often um, an element of something that is a little um like possibly couldn't exist in this world Mm. and sometimes it is funny for that you know sometimes it's almost like the laugh is a way of reaching for understanding how that thing can be in the world Mm. you know um and I just wonder about your relationship with silliness perhaps or your Mm. relationship with the absurd or your relationship with um yeah making stuff up yeah yeah
1: I think I would talk about two things one is how humor for me is like a kind of survival mechanism mm. uh, and the other thing is like estrangement and um, I'll talk a bit about that I think and then I've also just been reflecting on um, like Miranda Harcourt um, uh, has just um, she has some um, great newsletter for actors mm. and directors mm. Um, which you can subscribe to on sub- Subset. <laughs> um, and she's she's reflecting on, um, say, we when you're re- like um, uh, rehearsing or acting with your scene partner, uh, it's sort of like she calls talks about it as reversing the flow. So, um, and she describes analogy she uses is that you know you've got your phone, um, but it's set on selfie selfie mode so you want to flip the phone to um to put your attention on your scene partner um and and more in the sense of like responding to um uh th- like their needs um and and all, like the, what they're sort of how they're sort of making um you feel mm, mm. Uh, so I was thinking how interesting that would be to think to think about like the real world and these made-up worlds and like what happens when you like reverse the flow uh, so like there's this exchange of energy um, and uh, that and that that's like where the like the juice of the the, the work comes from um, is is this kind of um, you know that, that completely singular connection that's happening in that moment um, and I guess that's something I think the Daniels do in like in, in a really sophisticated way um and I guess like there is a ki- going back to that word estrangement I guess making the the familiar feel unfamiliar and how that can sort of um encourage us to reorientate you know what we think we know um and our assumptions judgments and and prejudices uh and I guess um in that kind of estrangement like from ourselves I think we do then become open to others and we do like s- like not yeah perhaps you could say you know step in a, walk in other people's shoes uh and but also like just be open to like you know those singular kind of moments of connection that are happening all around us uh and sort of like um yeah I I guess I am quite interested in like folding that into into works um one thing I really love as well is um I even though I create kind of fantastical um (laughs) oh like worlds sometimes in my work I love observational comedy Mm, mm. so like um comics like uh, Thomas Sainsbury's like an amazing example um the observation of um very ordinary activities and and moments and uh just sort of um bringing focus to them and uh yeah there's something really um sort of delightful and um you can make it make an immediate connection Uh, and yeah there's something about the the kind of collapsing of high and low art which I love that happens in this process as well so yeah just sort of getting rid of these conceptions that you know certain people can um, only access certain experiences and um, yeah just doing away with that and being like you know we're we're all human and we all um, have access to um you know uh yeah whatever it may be and um yeah and that means that like like yeah people are connecting as well uh, across like um you know perceived divides of like taste or access or
0: yeah. yeah yeah i sat next to um two women that um they reminded me of my mum and mm. I was thinking and there were certain parts in the film where I was thinking "Oh, oh and you know it, it's just laughter sort of seems to be something that happens when we don't expect do you know what I mean like mm. they're, they're often it over you know with other emotions I can kind of like keep the physical signs of them down a little bit mm. you know like I can be angry but can smile or something like that but the laughter does seem to like overtake people and it was just this wonderful experience mm-hmm. where you know we were both laughing because you know there, there was no way that you know we were in a dark room it, it wasn't a business meeting so we had to not laugh but and it, it was just like these explosions and those things you're talking about like it does feel like we both had access to the same you know stuff which yeah. is interesting
1: and if we go back to the f- to the film everything everywhere all at once it's um you know it's got kind of like uh like uh, like a black this uh, idea's like me- a metaphysics black holes but like in the same you know a, it's a rotating donut yeah <laughs> <laughs> and like there are holes you know holes everywhere and and there's this, this scatological uh, oh, sorry um like very um sort of filthy kind of like butt references yeah. and um and then these kind of um you know uh quark you know quark <laughs> metaphysics and it's like just yeah this these wonderful kind of um <laughs> mashups of yeah everything sort of grazing each other and um
0: yeah it's so true like um I think that I I think that I wrote to you that I was really interested to talk about that you know that um that that scene that you're alluding to you know like um you know it's kind of a butt plug joke and you know like it um and I it it sort of made me think of Swiss Army Man and I wonder about I don't like I'm not sure how to ask this question but I wonder about this idea that there are some like farts are often funny Totally. and I just wonder (laughs) you know like is that because we're not supposed to fart in public or you know I just wonder is there something about I I think I use the word base but I don't really like that it's almost like the things that are some of the things that our bodies do naturally um are funny you know like it's almost like you know a burp isn't funny you know like you know like dribbling is funny you know like I don't know like
1: yeah I I think it's it's sort of the humor comes from taking it out of its usual context (gasps) but yeah maybe but um I guess in the film there's this nice unpicking of like a superhero type um elevated like uh, power stuff where the characters um access can access um powers um, of other selves and other universes but to do that they have to do something super silly uh, so th- um, they sort of have to, what, are, what? how would you describe what it is they have to, have to well, do? Well I
0: think that what I really liked about it and I think, I don't know if this mm. is right but like this idea that it has to be so random yeah. that it's um, kind of, like one of them is like picking chewing gum off the bottom of a chair and chewing it and one of it is like paper cuts and stuff like that and like it seems to be like a thing that you wouldn't do accidentally, if you know what I mean, yeah. and, and yet also, therefore, it, its ridiculousness is kind of amplified. Yeah, yeah. so that,
1: I guess, yeah, they have to do something super mundane mm. that then, mm. like, opens up, like, their ability, like, to be a kung fu master. Or, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, it made me think about how, uh, or this is something I've heard, but apparently, like, um, body humour, and um, slapstick comedy is like it's like universal mm, mm. Uh, so you know uh, you can be watching a short film from anywhere in the world in whatever language and slapstick humor you know it just it just resonates like you know everyone everyone knows farts and <laughs> and um, and so I think there's something quite like there's something innately human um and and recognizable um and that has like a um almost an instant kind of language like sh- sort of shared language um yeah and maybe maybe I guess like so- say something more with like that but that butt plug gag Um, So yes, there's the paper cuts and the chewing the gum and then then there's the office scene where someone like aims for a butt plug. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, maybe it's the just the like the the sort of taboo and the kind of um, kind of switching out of of public and and private uh, that yeah sort of helps the the gag yeah I yeah. think
0: you're so right like as you were talking I was thinking like it is like so <laughs> I'm
1: being very serious about fart
0: jokes but I do <laughs> I'm really interested in them but I think that it, it, there's something really interesting as well where there is like this sort of theoretical understanding that everybody poops, you know, yeah. and yet, you know, like, it's not very often that we're pooping in communion not with each other. <laughs> and like it's, it's like this moment where we all laugh because we know, oh, I know what that means. You know what that means. We all know what that means. And yeah, yeah I just wonder about the swapping out of public and private. I really like that idea. And I really... I think also it's the seriousness with which everything happens as well. Yeah, cuz like. their lives are depending yeah. on like
1: who's going to like land on the butt plug first. Yeah. Like, it's like it, it, you know, it's it's got it's, consequences. It's got massive consequences. <laughs>
0: um, and I think yeah, I I just I just do think there is this really interesting thing. I'm I'm absolutely obsessed with slapstick
1: humor. Same. Yeah.
0: I it, nothing makes me laugh harder.
1: Yeah, it's um I i've been thinking because i i watch a lot of i watch a lot of stuff and i'm always trying to understand my reactions Mm, to mm, certain mm. material like why i'm drawn to that or not um and i i really respond to um i'm not so into this kind of like um filmmaking where like you know actors are like you know uh rigorously have to make like stand on the mark and like you know only move like a millimeter of facial <laughs> flesh or something and, and like hardly breathe like <laughs> <laughs> but just the joy of um of seeing actors who can bring their full physicality so it's like really about um you know like the if you've got an idea of like a scene being showing the given circumstances of um these people their environment and 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 their relationships uh then like the 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 sort of um physicality of um uh, and bringing that alive um yeah i just i think it's fantastic and yeah and i i think um i get yeah i just really admire and also like when actors are given space to to be to be fully present uh, not just as like a talking head, <laughs> but um, yeah, and and um, yeah,
0: yeah. Because I think even that word talking head, I was thinking, oh yeah, it totally. Um, it um erases the rest of the body, like yeah. it's just like, and yeah, it, it is a total skill
1: for those actors oh, to be yeah. doing what you know what's required for that kind of filmmaking. Um, at, at the same time, um, yeah, just. I um I can't quite remember who the f- um, filmmaker was but it's a New Zealand filmmaker. Um, uh, maybe I'll find out and we can put it in yeah. the notes. But I read um, she was working on a short film and had produced um, a sort of contextual document and she was talking about how, I think I might have talked about this before actually, but just how like a, a person's single gesture or action in a room can change the whole dynamic so the power of 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 movement um to um to to make change um and yeah maybe there's something in that about that in this film as well just like the power of small movements small gestures even though there's so much going on but it does seem about the intimacy of those moments that Mm. um which i think the daniels really really understand like they're like yeah life is about these small intimate moments where we're like you know where we feel and confront like our our humanness um and yeah and I guess they sort of make that a less lonely experience like they're like actually this is kind of communal and you know (laughs) like let's maybe like you know talk about it more and <laughs> and use it for good and <laughs> oh, I
0: love that idea and I think it's so true you know like I just yeah and and I, I I I um that thing you're saying about a small action can change and I think that I don't know like I think that because I'm always obsessed with power who's got power in the room who's got power in the room mm. like how those small moments of slaps that can shift everything as well you know mm. like just a I don't know I'm obsessed at the moment sorry I'm gonna tell a boring story but um I watch a lot of Below Deck which I absolutely adore but there was a scene not long ago where this um character who is quite he's sort of billed as you know if it was a Hollywood movie he'd be like the romantic lead you Mm. know like he's he's very strong he's sullen he's amazing and he hopped out of a boat and rammed into a um log that was being you know it was like a overhanging log oh. and he smacked into it and fell over and I just cannot get that out of my mind like I've yeah. created and I think I really annoyed the person I was watching <laughs> because I was just like oh my gosh do you think like everything he's doing from now on is like affected by the fact that he hit that log? you know like, yeah. it was just, oh my god but it just changed everything and mm. yeah sorry that's my interest so one of the things that I found really interesting um about the film is that my um like someone came to me the other day and they're like young and um do a lot of drawing and you know writing and some of those art forms that we think of as perhaps not having um as much technology behind them Mm. you know and um they were they'd watched a youtube video about this film and were quite excited about the degree to which a lot of the effects in it were practical, yes. and it felt like for the first time ever, film opened up as a creative possibility. If you well, know what I mean, that's so cool. It's exciting, yeah. eh? And like, I just I'm interested in the practical effects um, that are in the film because mm. um, I think that it gives a sort of tone to it, e- even yes. in pockets. I think, like, I think obviously there's some. Green screen work and stuff going on with pockets, or I don't even know how they did it. But a lot of, especially the fight, a lot of it feels like it's kind of, you know, costuming and, you know, that sort of thing. And I just wonder is there something of that tone when you are telling such a huge, multiverse, massive story Mm. and the effects are physical, I mean, practical? Yeah. What I just. Yeah. I don't know. Like, is it inherently funnier? Is it inherently more human? Is it. Is it just me, reading tone into it, or yeah, I don't know.
1: That's a great question, and I, I do think it it makes a significant. Uh, um, I, I was. Uh, I just recently watched the Eternals, mm, uh, which mm, mm. is directed by Chloe Zhao, and, she. Uh, see something interesting in the making of documentary, which I love to watch those. <laughs> um, and it's something that I also um, uh, sort of say and, and agree with that. Um, you know, a film isn't just what it's about; it's um, it's it's how you make it that really shapes. You know what what it becomes. So, in for the Eternals, she was. Um, very determined to shoot as much as possible in real landscapes, mm, mm. so not um, green screen. Um, so, yeah, they they sort of have um, like shot in these incredible, um, uh, 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 yeah, landscapes um, with um, like real sort of lighting and weather, and uh, these they're kind of variables that I think um, uh, like contribute to the aesthetic, but also. Uh, emotionally on on sort of set for the for the actors and the crew uh and i think yeah really just going back to um how you make a film isn't it's not just limited to things like pr- practical effects or landscapes but it's also the 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 relationships i think so i think like in everything everywhere all at once you know you've got uh you know these amazing stunts um and you've got these amazing production design uh and all that contributes I think to the the relationships of the characters and and like in the background the actors as well so um yeah there's like there is that human touch and like that connection is all centered and so if the director I think is being very intentional about that um it makes a huge difference to what the audience is receiving I think uh and it's like yeah it's exciting and um quite meaningful and yeah the Daniels uh I think all that sort of plays in their films and and also just their joy of artistry so yeah like um the the contributions of um uh sort of set set des- set design. Um, costume uh and you know the craft of the act- the actors as well and um you know sound design and yeah and then they also um i think i might have read somewhere where they sort of i'm not sure if this is true don't quote me but <laughs> they sort of picked up um how to uh, how to use special effects like they learned by youtube tutorials yeah so they've got their they've developed their own unique style and and way of um creating effects as well so even though it's digital um i think there's still something like practical there um Mm -hmm. that sort of all kind of folds into their particular sort of multiverse um yeah way of working
0: yeah because i think it yeah like that this and everything you're talking about feels like um like one of the things that has always interested me about film when you know the little that I've done is is the collaborative nature of it mm. and everything you're talking about seems to be about community mm. you know like um, all of a sudden you're working with a camera operator but also a costume designer say or also a makeup artist mm. or also and it just seems like um, in those more practical effects it feels like there are more people kind of involved in mm. them um, and yeah I, I I think that it's really interesting to think about these things. Like, I, I I hope this isn't talking out of turn, but I was thinking about the scripts that you write mm. and, you know, like this idea of, um, you know, because I know that you don't always write about things that are happening, you know, that are contemporary and you could just go out and film it on the street mm. kind of thing. And I wonder if those sorts of things come into your mind as you're writing, like if you are writing, um, different places and different times
1: yeah definitely uh i think it comes like maybe we can bring it all back to that like element of intimacy so um being i think just being conscious of um of all the layers of the filmmaking process uh so it's uh it it is at the level of the story and the kind of emotional journey you're shaping collaboratively uh, and I also think it's um, how you might be working differently from the way it's always been done, like how films are meant to be made mm. or should be made. And definitely in Aotearoa, there's the uh, influence of, um, or, you know, here the, the work is grounded in by um, ind- Indigenous filmmakers and people like Mita Meta and Barry Barclay and Ramai Hayward, who um, uh, sort of have um, worked with their sort of pr- protocols and teganga for how to make films here, mm, mm. and um, yeah, and I th- I think being very intentional about how you make your work and and um, and the nature of the collaborations and uh, what what you're, what you're nurturing through the the making process, um, it's like totally reverberates through the, you know the the, the nar- you know the narrative, um, or um, uh, yeah the the story of of the film as well.
0: Yeah, I think um, this is something that I often keep in mind because I think you you were the first person to ever talked to me about this and it was years and years ago but this idea of what yeah what the work is nurturing like this intentionality mm. around what we create like I think um I I think sometimes even when I'm writing I can think oh the next thing that happens is the boy falls in love with the girl you yes. know that's the next thing that happens <laughs> and then I'm like okay so this is a little bit of autopilot on your part Pip what what happens if you sort of think about yeah like what what this works grounded in and you know like what what, um i heard this great quote actually this morning from mark maron um that said you can make what you like Mm. but your audience will be the people that laugh at what you're making and Mm. like it was this sudden thought that yeah thinking about this yeah like thinking more about that rather than Perhaps when I was younger, I thought that maybe the muse would take me and I would just go. And like those flow states are amazing and I'm not putting Mm. them down at all. But I think that, yeah, like this idea, um, I can only speak about writing, but this idea of thinking about every stage, you know, like, yeah.
1: Yeah, um, I've been reading this great directing actors book by um, an amazing uh, sort of directing actor coach called Judith Weston and she talks uh, like the craft of acting uh involves um the character makes choices Mm. but you can never um you can never predict how you're going to feel um how you're going to feel by making that choice and how that choice is received by a fellow character Mm. so there's this kind of um kind of vulnerability to um kind of uh, seeing what <laughs> um, sort of what what emotion or you know what kind of human revelation will will take place in that moment mm. Mm. and I think like that's just something that perhaps we could all take more into our processes and lives so so just thinking about what you were saying about not assuming what will happen next so um I guess just sort of uh yeah a, a, a creating and shaping context in which um you know z- surprising unexpected um and and very sort of authentic moments of connection can um take place um and yeah maybe in in our processes and uh, yeah how, how we can be a bit more um open or um yeah it's it's kind of that that thing about when you have like a like a solid ground uh and a kind of a sense of um of who you are and where you come from and and what you know w- what you're sort of trying to achieve um and and with your colla within that community of collaborators and at the same time being completely open to all like just not quite knowing Mm, mm. and um and and somehow like um yeah if you can get yeah if you can support um yeah yeah people it's not often you hear sort of that kind of level of vulnerability sort of talked about in the machine you know in the filmmaking sort of machine Mm, um mm. but it's like it is what it's about and
0: yeah, and like this, um, yeah, like uh, that uh, trying to find that mix between being very lost and knowing who you, you know, like th- yeah, it's yeah. a very, <laughs> and I just think because it's an, imp- maybe because it's an impossible thing, you know, those two mm. in some worlds sit on opposites. Um, I think that like trying to achieve that is often what I feel like keeps me, um, like it keeps me not what's the word i'm looking for it it keeps me feeling okay about what i'm creating you know what yes. i mean like it, it keeps me feeling you know able to sort of take the next step is like the fact that what i'm actually working for is an impossibility and yeah i, I quite like that
1: yeah one thing i've been thinking about kind of inspired by this by the daniels film um is this, uh, one of the themes is forgiveness Mm, mm. and uh it's also I guess um about a woman grappling with her decisions in life and suddenly she has access to um all these other selves if she'd made sort of slightly you know infinitesimally (laughs) slightly different choices um and there's also this um really kind of loving and challenging mother daughter relationship um and there's cross-generational relationships in the family and also her relationship with her husband as well um and uh yeah and uh like thematically there's a there's an interest in like the the insignificance of humans (laughs) yeah uh and and kind bringing a kind of humility to um to how much we don't know about ourselves and the universe uh, at the same time it, it did also it did also seem to be quite an intimate reckoning with the fact that we all need to have um, permission to change and grow so this idea that we um, like none of us show up p- perfect or ready um, or have the tools. Um, that that we need to you know to be who we are and to connect and uh, I found I found it yeah just quite interesting to think about forgiveness um, because in a way I want to believe that I want to believe that everyone has the potential to change and grow Mm. and and this idea of um, forgiveness not being like a a pass, <laughs> but you know so a a kind of first step that if you acknowledge um, uh, a mistake or bad behavior um, or um, uh, a bad action, it's sort of like the first step in a process of um, of of reconnecting. Um, at the same time, I also remember like Malcolm X saying like you know. The, the kind of healing can't begin when someone's got a knife in your back mm, mm, <laughs> and yeah. you know even if you're just pulling it out infinite you know uh, inch by inch if you know if you if you're um uh, sort of healing like there, there has to be like um like o- authentic ground and um like total commitment um but yeah the, i guess I, I i found it um yeah just great to be, to be sort of challenged to think about uh what forgiveness might look like in our like current context and like yeah what how do we heal in non-punitive ways like how do we how do we reconnect um after after harm uh in ways that um aren't about guilt or shame Mm. um and yeah I I thought that was a like a great thing the film and I feel very grateful that (laughs) yeah the Daniel sort of um built that in
0: yeah I feel like you're articulating some things that I wasn't able to put words to but I just so agree with and like resonate with and yeah it's just so true and I I did wonder if um this is part of the appeal of um the multiverse you know like I, I feel like I don't know if this is correct but I feel like there is a real interest and I I tried to I tried this thesis that where it was tied to sort of trauma post pandemic you know but yep. I, I do think that at the moment there is quite and I think you know I'm, I'm really sad that I didn't get to see the Doctor Strange movie before we talked but you know like there does seem to be this very interesting um, interest in the idea of um, exploring ourselves um, at the um, at the end of different different conditions and different actions and different yeah it's it's an interesting thing to play around with.
1: Yeah, I maybe like if I just quickly go back to um, thinking about co- comedy and humor as like a survival mechanism, mm-hmm. and I, lately I've been thinking about how. Um, you know what we choose to transform through laughter uh, can as much be about um, ways that we uh, protect and also signal um, like vulnerability mm-hmm. and um, and and perhaps um, the ways you might be like a deep listener <laughs> Uh, in whatever way that has meaning for you. So it might be how you listen to nature or um, the people you're closest to or, you know, um, in your, like, mad scientist laboratory. (laughs) um, But, yeah, maybe there's something in the multiverse um, that maybe it's about like even in even in no matter where they went there was trauma but there was also healing Mm, mm. and so maybe maybe that's just something i find really powerful um is uh like yes we are like probably all generations like there's like multiple like trauma veins and but yeah also wherever you look there are healing there, there there are healers and um uh there are examples and um you know living uh actions many collective that um yeah offer kind of um hope and uh ideas and yeah.
0: It's so interesting because this is the first time I've been thinking about, and I love it. And I'm gonna, like, go away and think about it for ages. This idea of, yeah, like, um, like when when I've heard that that sort of phrases humor as a survival technique, I, I've always thought of it in a relatively negative way. But this idea that it can transform is very interesting to me. Like, I think yeah, that that um, that gives me, I really I really love that. Yeah, I really love it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got um, – I'm working on a new p- poetry manuscript, mm. which is sort of like a hybrid form narrative poem. And uh, there's – just say one of the lines, completely out of context, but it, it's sort of reflecting on um, queer – like queer life and um, queerness, and it's sort of this um, – like. Uh, we We throw off the stranger's life and gift ourselves disturbance, so I think like one of the things I loved about this film as well is like it's about being yourself like you know um b- being human and um and what it means when you step into um a kind of level of authenticity um and like you it is there is still disturbance there, like mm. it's not. It's not uh, all uh, roses, (laughs) yeah. But but just the um, uh, I guess the kind of sort of there's a kind of freedom and autonomy that sort of comes into being. I Mm. mean, does that sort of relate to your yeah? It's
0: beautiful. It's so beautiful. Oh my gosh, thank you so much for talking to me. Oh, um, you too. <laughs> um, we're sort of um, coming in for a landing mm. if we were an aeroplane. Great. The hostesses, hostesses, the um, steward people would be putting on their, um, you know, when they say, everybody sit down. Yep, so and,
1: I'm, and I'm just like checking that my laptop's like aimed angled the right way, so it's not going to like... Yep. Yeah, that's correct, <laughs> and
0: your tray table's up. Yeah, yep. that's very important. Um, I, do, I am asking everyone this question, and I realise I've asked you before, but I think that it's of interest to ask again. And it's just around um, you. One of the reasons I am so respectful and inspired by you is because you do seem to always be working. And I just wonder about sustaining that, like how... You know, I think sometimes there's this idea that a, a writer has to keep writing, you know, like, and a mm. filmmaker has to keep making film. But um, I just wonder about the things that are in your life that help you sustain that. Like, what, I, I don't even know if that's the question I'm asking actually, but just anything you want to say about keeping going, really.
1: Yeah. I guess the kind of current setup of things for having an artistic life and career is. I would describe it as kind of dysfunctional (laughs) like or it doesn't really exist uh so you know we're all just like trying to make the best of of what we have at hand um I have given a lot of thought to how we can make things better and I just always come back to what will make um every better for everyone and uh, like lifting everyone out of um uh poverty which is like uh, um a a universal income um mm. and I feel that that like is is essential for like a a healthy thriving arts community but mm. yeah that um uh you know that, uh, that's sort of something that i want for for everyone as well mm. but, um you know my dream <laughs> but wouldn't it be great if um leadership organizations really got behind? Um, like really, yeah, just were to collectively come together and um, to to organise, to, um, yeah, to to actually support the work we do. But, um, yeah, I would say maybe on a more personal note, in recent years, as I have kind of developed uh, or had opportunities to... um, shift in between part-time work and and my creative practice and sometimes have times of full time on my practice um it's really more been about like an inner journey for me uh so um yes being able to um survive on less (laughs) and to, to do more with less um uh but yeah just I guess really um uh, i really lo- love i'm a, like a life lo- lifelong learner <laughs> so um yeah just just um challenging myself and being open to learning and and on all different fronts and seeing how that will yeah just sort of inform um inform my work um but yeah also like really reflecting on who i am and where i've come from and particularly um my family history and like going back the generations for as long as i can so really understanding how you know how, how i've come to be who i am and um yeah uh, that has sort of helped me um kind of bring a level of intentionality to my practice as well so like yeah on a simple note looking at like um looking at uh what what needs to be healed or um or also looking at examples of healers and in my family and um yeah and and reflecting on um yeah where where i could um make a contribution and um uh yeah that's (laughs) possibly a slightly uh it was perfect
0: I I just oh my gosh yeah I just uh, I love like oh yes what were I,
1: I was just gonna say like I think all kinds of he- all kinds of healing even though healing's like a word that some people like uh, are judgmental of but um yeah I think whatever you can do like um uh th- therapy um creativity um relationships, like yeah, however you can sort of like build build sort of balance and um yeah, just sort of like listening listening to yourself, like um getting to finding ways where you can really um yeah really sort of he- hear yourself and um yeah that's that's where the sort of magic happens, and where you can sort of build those sort of authentic connections with other people as well yeah
0: I just yeah it's just I love this idea and find it so true that yeah like the the work the work on me and for me and about me often runs parallel to the work that I'm producing for out there yeah with my work in particular it doesn't often kind of intercede well it doesn't but it's so is informed if you know what I mean like there's no way that I could do one yeah without the other I don't think yeah. yeah
1: and it's like um I guess it's sort of like ha- like the questions and curiosities that you have like mm. yeah just really like following um f- following those and um yeah I sort of I think it's it's so um like nourishing and generative and yeah.
0: Oh man. Thanks so much,
1: Rachel. You too, Pip. I've <gasps> really enjoyed talking again. <laughs> Me too. I always
0: feel <laughs> so wonderful and so much better you. Thank you very much.